Hello, lovely ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Sulia Podcast. My name is Safu Kwame Ohinebe, and on today's episode of the Sulia Podcast, we have Benadebo Osei, who just covered the game between Ghana and Madagascar, which is the FIFA World Cup qualifying game between Ghana and Madagascar, at the Babayara Sports Stadium, where Ghana triumphed with a, should I say, escaped or triumph, but still got away with a one-goal win. Yeah, Ghana won, but the atmosphere, the mood, there's just this expectation from Ghanaians that Ghanaians are not getting. There's just this style of play. Ghanaians want the Black Stars to be executing and they are not. On Tuesday, Ghana goes ahead to face Comoros. Same Comoros who eliminated them from the 2021 AFCON. Yeah, if my math is math. No, 2022, sorry. 2022 AFCON. Ghana faces Comoros on Tuesday. And there are still talks that Comoros are going to defeat Ghana once again because Comoros are playing expansive football. I have Bernadebo say we are going to talk about the Black Stars, we are going to talk about our style of play, we are going to talk about what we are doing wrong, we are going to talk about what we are doing right and how we can improve our football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Sulia Podcast. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Bring it down. Degenerate into something fool. We just got tired of doing what you told us to do. That's a brace, boy. Yeah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, today on the show we have a boss, say Bernard. He he calls it Bernard, like Bernard Lepert. <laughs> Ebo, what's up? How is Kumasi? Um, Kumasi is fine. Everything is fine. I'm about to check out for my hotel, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Saki. laughs> I'm assuming you are not going to Comoros then. Uh Comoros on Tuesday. So let's just see what happens. But most likely I'm not. Okay. So um to go straight to the point, there's no need to dilly dally on the issue. Yesterday Black Stars played the Madagasi or Madagascar. I mean in times past, Black Stars is playing Madagascar. I mean people are expecting a drop and I was listening to Edwin Kalkofi yesterday, like ah, that is going to score seven. People are expecting a drop in, but we 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 were able to escape uh, for lack of a better word, we were able to escape with a point. What was your take on the game yesterday? Um, first of all, I wouldn't say um, the Malagasy's are an easy opponent. I mean, if if we have been honest about them, the Black Stars of Ghana have not been impressive in recent times. So, saying we're between seven or five is an overstatement of our importance or how big we are as a country at the moment. I wasn't surprised about the nature of our win. I expected something of this sort because if you have studied the trajectory of the, of the country, we've not been super impressive in games. We've not been overly dominant in games. We've just narrowly escaped with, with wins, narrowly escaped with goals, chasing points, Madagascar, and chasing points, Angola, chasing points, Central African Republic. So, I mean, it was one of those things 
when you just know the boy will struggle, but you expect them to win anyway. So that was what happened. Was I impressed? The first half was shambolic. The second half was a, a lot better. And, you know, I just feel like Chris Hilton and the Black Stars are going to did what was needed to get the win. And three points is three points. Ugly, dirty, beautiful, a win is a win. Yes. Okay, so you, you spoke about how you think we're shambolic. Oh, what do you think is currently wrong with this Black Stars team? What are they not doing right? Why can't we produce the magnificent performance we used to do? And on this show, we've spoken a lot about the administration and all of that. Put take, put administration aside. On the field of play, what exactly is wrong with this Black Stars team, in your opinion? Well, so, before you called, I had just written an article waiting for publication. And I tried to look at Inyaki Williams' involvement with the Black Stars, and in that article, yet to release article, I did mention why I feel the Black Stars of Ghana have not been firing all guns blazing. It, it, it's simple. I mean, and I call this for my point of privilege because I watched most of the Ghana games by the top line, behind the media panel, so I get to see... I get to see a lot more than what people may, may see from the screen. So it's it's really it's a, it's a it's a it's a curious thing because the players are trying, right? You can see efforts from the players. You can see efforts from pursuing and his backroom stuff. But strange how it hasn't really translated into wins. I think key of that is the fact that most of the Ghanaian players and Inyaki Williams are not on the same wavelength when it comes to attacking. Time and again, you see him making run, but the, either the wingers don't find him, the left back don't find the runs he's making, or even the centre backs do not, or they don't understand where he's running to. So they end up not passing to him at all. And even if they do, they undertook the pass, which is a bit frustrating because again, strikers thrive on, you know, balls in the air and all of that. And the one moment when everything did click, we saw that he did score a goal, Katsi, um, yeah. superb cross. So I think it, it, it's on a couple of folds. First is that the players do not understand the movement of the striker. We saw the same thing yesterday when um, Antoine Semenyo was leading the line. They, they, they just don't understand you know, the movement of our strikers to release the ball to be a lot quicker. I just think that our strikers should be a link up to the attack and not necessarily a standing nine. And I think that's where Chris Hilton is also getting wrong because these our strikers are not strikers that are stand and score. They are not stand and score strikers. They are fluid. They can run. They can pass the ball. You know. And we we, we saw that when Ghana played against Central African Republic, mm-hmm. the pass from Antoine Semenyo to and the Sniaman to give us the win. We thought that when we played against Liberia and the international friendly, we saw that against was a, a lot of the countries that came. In, in fact, when we played against Angola, it, it was really the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where our strikers are link-up players rather than you know standing nines. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's the strikers, it's the players not understanding the movements of the strikers. It's his Chris Hutton still struggling to have a firm grips. 
on the players to tell them what exactly he wants them to yeah. do. If you want me to really the ball quicker, you could be able mm-hmm. to lay down those principles. And if a player does not do it, you bend him. We saw that when when um, Sam, this boy, Majid Ashmiro came in on the on the field exactly. of play, things were were much easier for the strikers because there were a lot of movement in and around the the top part of the field. So it's it's really on the on that level, strikers not understanding the movements of midfield, the midfielders not understand the movements of strikers, the season is still not establishing a firm grips on this team to let them understand that he's the one in charge and if you do not play to my liking or the way I, I have passioned the team to play, you sit on the bench. Yes, so with that understood, are you saying that, is it so is it the tactics or because I, I realize Ghanaians have a lot of plug and play, we have a lot of varying and different style of playing with different kind of players. So, if we know that most of our strikers play off as second strikers, especially Semenyo, you look at um, 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 Inaki, he's not an arrowhead. You look at Semenyo, he's not really an arrowhead. Why can't there be a tactic employed to accommodate the kind of play uh, play they play? Because you look at someone like Kudus. Kudus is like to Link link up, I guess he. We will come to Kudus shortly, but he likes to link up. Jordan likes to link up. I'm looking at the crop of players around the attackers, and I see that these are players who should be working with the type of strikers we have. But we are not seeing this. I so I don't get it. What exactly is wrong with the tactics right now? What do you think is the mindset or the kind of gameplay Chris Hilton is trying to execute? Because apart from the fact that he looks like. A defensive-minded kind of coach. I honestly, I'm struggling to see the kind of tactics we are trying to play as a country. Um, I think that that's been the, the headache of a lot of people in the country, even with sports journalists who spend most of their time and life watching football games, analyzing football games. I I watch this Black Stars team against Madagascar. The second half is what Ghanaians expect us to play mm-hmm. as a country. You understand? Yeah. So is the right is the wrong personnel in the right game? You know, it's like if you do not have the right person at the at the right time, you will not be able to deliver. Mm-hmm. About and, yeah. and, and, and that goes back to our team selection. Because again, had had we not have had we not have um Majid Ashimero yesterday, who would really have done that job? Exactly. You know, we've had Thomas Fati in times past, who hasn't really seen like himself in the Black Stars. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, 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 we have the players, you know, we all say we have the players, we have the attackers, we should be beating teams. Mm-hmm. But it's not a straight jacket thing because at the end of the day, you may implement a system. You may think you have the right players, but once they start passing around, you were like, hey, we, we, we do not have to, we do not have started this person or things have played this person. Mm-hmm. Before the game, I got the hint that Mashida Ashimeri was going to start, and then mm-hmm. the team came and he wasn't starting. And I, I got a bit confused because this game really definitely called for experience because mm-hmm. he can pass the ball, right? Yeah. So one, I think it's, 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 it's the right players in the wrong system, Yeah. and sometimes it's the right system with the wrong player. Where where where, you know, where I'm guessing the system is a defensive minded system? No, I, I, I think generally it's a fallacy when people say that um, 
No, because if, if you are playing two DMs, then it means that is the kind of game you are trying to play. You you think your back is suspicious. Because why would you be playing a two defensive midfielders against a team like Madagascar? Yeah. I call it a fallacy because if defensive-minded coaches play a back three mm-hmm. or a back five, he's playing a flat four, and he's not even playing center backs as fullback. You understand? So the idea that Christian is a defensive-minded coach is a fallacy. Let's let's all understand this and have peace. He's not a defensive-minded coach. He just hasn't been able to. Find a link-up play between the midfielders and the strikers. And and Ebo, you That's think playing Baba, Baba Idrisu and Abdul Salis is going to is what is going to help you get the link-up play? And, and so, that's why I, I mentioned that it is the right players in the wrong system or the wrong players in the right system. Yesterday in the first half, we saw that the system was right, but he selected the wrong player for the for, for the job. So in the second half, when he made those substitutions, bringing in Denis Odoi and Majid Ashimeru, you could see that if then the system started working properly and efficiently. We started dominating Madagascar. That is where we often get it wrong. In the first half, we, we play lethargically, and in the second half, he, did, he makes the right changes to make sure that we win. So it's always a matter of the right system, wrong players. Wrong players, right system. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to be questioning the system because I honestly think that the system is not a system that is forward-minded, in my opinion. Yeah, he played two players up top, but then you see, I looked at that midfield yesterday and I was like, damn, this midfield is bad. I don't know how Ghana's midfield could get this bad because we've seen Baba Idrisu. Baba Idrisu before the coming in of Salis was that was Pate's partner and he was not encouraging as a DM. You bring in Salestu who has not shown like he does in Lance and you pair both of them together. They are both defensive minded and the midfield role is supposed to be the linkage between the defense and attack and you put in two defensive minded um, midfielders then I, I don't think you are really serious about that attack because Kudus we've seen is not that creative we need. So, skipping the system and the players, the next question that really bugged me is, why has it taken us so long to first be given a player like Majid Ashimeru the collapse, and why is it that when such players get into the team, they are not even given the stats to, uh, to, to begin with? What exactly is wrong? Also, there have been calls for players like Benatete, Calls for players like Jeffrey Schlob, calls for players like Alfred Duncan. What's your take on that? Personally, I think we need that. We need those options. We need like a huge pool to be able to choose from because currently the pool we have, in my opinion, is substandard. Um, Tapo, uh, when, when you say substandard, I I I, I bet to differ because look, yeah 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 the yeah the thing. I don't think the players we have are substandard. The players we select are substandard. If I understand the sentiment that is a case of some FA members calling in their players and all of that, I get, I get that sentiment, right? But this particular international window, the players we call are very are very good, right? We have we we have 
Majida Shimeo, we had um, Kasimi who all coming back into the team. Look, when you mention a name like Jeffrey Schlop, the guy has to tie. Mm-hmm. And let's call this VSP. No, not a not a big team. He, he he said he has retired from the national team. I missed the fracas he has with the Ghana Football Association. When a player retires, you cannot count on him. He has retired. Should he have been a, a little patient for, 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 for Ghana to still rely on him? I think he should have been patient. But the situation at that time, or the situation at the moment, um, between him and the F is bad. So a player like Jeffrey Flop, we cannot rely on him because again, he has retired from the national team. I, I, I get it when people say we should bring in Bernard Tekneti. I personally think we should bring in a player like Bernard Tekneti. But if you look at Bernard Tekneti's um, profile, who should should be dropped for Bernard Tekneti to come and play? Let's get let's get this straight. Is it Bernard Tete plays in Saudi? Not Tekneti. Um, Bernard Mensa. Oh sorry, Bernard Mensa. Bernard Mensa then. Bernard Tekneti plays in the Bulgarian mm-hmm. as, as as a forward. Has scored a lot of goals. I get that sentiment, but again, you see, national team football demands telepathy. National team football, you have your your crop of players together for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. That is why I believe a player like Raheem Sterling is still struggling to get into the England national team after the years. Not because he's not a good player, not because he's not firing for Chelsea, but you see, Chris um, Gareth Southgate thinks he has a crop of players he wants to maintain. So bringing in somebody new and trying to change to see that person really is a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people are forgetting. But you see, you so see, I get the several players like that should be in the national team. If I were the national team head coach, I may probably bring them in. But you look at the forward we have, Antoine Semenyor, Enes Nyema, I, 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 come on, this manner. To be honest, my problem is with the midfield, not the striking. Because for the striking, we have a lot of people. Yeah, my problem is with the midfield. Because the midfield is not good enough. If you are being very honest. And that's why I said Bernard. Uh, sorry, it was supposed to be Bernard Mensa, not Bernard Tete. Or Bernard Tete. Okay. I mean, for the. A problem is we don't have enough creative midfielders. Let me ask you this question Who should we drop from the Black Stars? To bring in Benadmeta, you can. Ah, Babai Risu should not be starting. You are starting play. Look, mention the midfielders, the midfielders we have, the midfielders we have, and you were talking about telepathy. I am not seeing that telepathy. I'm not even seeing that telepathy from um, Salis. What's the? I don't get the telepathy. Look, Sapo, we may make some arguments which are valid, right? But the truth of the matter is that. Then, um, Baba Idris will place in the Spanish La Liga. Mm-hmm. The Black Stars of Ghana, I think, whoever plays in the top, uh, the, the, the top five big leagues in Europe should be given more priority. Asamoja was playing in India. Asamoja was playing in India. No. No, you see, the thing no, is this. I'm, let's get let's, let's let's just get this straight so that I'm we can wrap it up. Argument, I'm making this argument because I'm making this argument because should you call up an adventure? You think he's a good player. He is a good player, right? Mm-hmm. But again, what is he off, what is he going to offer in the team? He he. From what from what we know. From what we know. Benadmeto's best position at the moment. Can we play by Majid Ashimeru? Can we play the same Majid Ashimeru? Don't forget the same Majid Ashimeru months back 
he was not getting black star color because we had quote unquote telepathy. That same Majid Ashimiri was an existing player. I didn't get to go to the World Cup. I don't know if you get it. Try in these new players. What we lack are creatives. If a player possesses that ability to drive the ball, if we can have two or three of Majid Ashimiri, it's that, a good that, that thing. Of player people think he is. No, and but you see, it's a fact. You may not agree, but Bernard Mensah as Bernard Mensah, it's not the creative spark the Black Stars are gonna need. I'm telling you for a fact that should we stick to Mohamed Kudu to be releasing the ball a lot quicker than he does. Should we? That, that was actually the next question I was going to ask you. You because should, we don't have we, we don't have much time for this podcast because you need to go do something. So let's just tackle this question. What do you how do you how do we keep this whole Kudus thing that he doesn't release the ball when he comes to the Black Stars? He's really people complain a lot about him. How do we keep that situation? Uh, I, I mean, yesterday it was a, it was a lot better. Yesterday was was far better than what we we have seen. So again, I can I'm I'm tempted to say, pursuing gradually is making sense into into his head, mm-hmm. right? And with the Africa Cup of Nations coming up, I I, I sincerely believe the preseason and um, the camp we will have before the tournament will be crucial because at the end of the day, the players now will understand clearly how to get over the finish line. And if not, not nothing at all. We should be in the the the, the, the final four of the tournament. It's a big ask. It's it's tough. We may not achieve it, but I sincerely believe. Look, if we take the, the the crop of players we have at the moment in the Africa Cup of Nations, I do not think it will be bad. Yeah. Maybe we we will need a few additions. Yeah. But again, tournament football is, is a lot different. You have to really starting out a plan to make sure you, you get teams scratching their heads. You okay. do not need to win to win a tournament. You just need to win. Okay. And that is what Ghanaians need to understand. L- last football, thing. Was, football la- is, 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 is aesthetics, but football is all about winning. Yeah. Win, win, win. Ebo, last thing before you go. We, so we are playing Comoros on Tuesday. Comoros... I, I'm so shocked by people are saying we are going to lose against Comoros because yeah, they they have this new brand of football they are playing. Personally, I don't think Comoros beats us. I I get the sentiment that people are saying Comoros will beat us. I don't think Comoros will beat us. I think Comoros best in that game would be a draw. Yeah, we are not that great a footballing nation these days, but I don't think we are going to lose to Comoros. So on Tuesday, what what are your predictions for a game? What should we look forward to in that game? Um, looking at from, from my observations and interaction with some of the players after the game, I can tell you for a fact that the players have it in, at the back of their minds what happened in the African Cup of Nations. I know most of them did not play, but most of them did follow it. You, as as Peter spoke to Enesmiyama, who said, oh, come around here, that's He understand. The boys are hyped for the game. Um, again, it will go back to the to pursuit it. What kind of football does he want to play? Mm-hmm. What approach does he want to take to ensure we win the game? Yeah. I think we have enough quality to beat Comoros, and I think we can win. But I won't sit here and say, oh, we are going to win by 5 0, we are going to win by 10 0. Yeah. Bottom line, we have to win. Whether it's pretty or not, a win is all we need. Okay. Thank you, Ebu. Thank you for being on the show today. Um, Save Jenny back to Accra.
right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Bernardo Buose. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Sulia Podcast. You can catch the Sulia Podcast on any podcasting media, be it Castbox, Spotify, Google Pod, or any place you get your podcast from. My name is Safo Kwame Ohneba, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sulia Podcast.